Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, na'hamaduhu, nasta'inuhu, wa nasta'afiruhu, wa nu'minu bihi, wa natawakkalu alayhi. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina, wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdiyallahu falamudillalah, wa man yudhilhu falahadiyalah. Wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahtahu la sharika lah. Wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh. Amma ba'd, qala la subhanahu ta'ala fi kitabih al-kareem. Ba'd, a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanu rajeem. اتخذوا أحبارهم ورهبانهم أربابا من دون الله والمسيح بن مريم وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا إلها واحدة لا إله إلا هو سبحانه عما يشركون صدق الله العظيم today's khutbah inshallah I will talk about a subject uh, which is uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has warned us about uh, which is about the blind following of the scholar, or following the scholars blindly. The ayah that I recited, the reason I'm bringing, I picked up this issue is, uh, I came across one of the incidents in the seerah of Rasulullah uh, that talks about uh, the situation of the society of, Rasul, uh, of the Mecca prior to Rasulullah he uh, was appointed as the Prophet of Allah which we consider them, or we call it as uh, the time of Jahiliyyah. Uh, and that time actually talks about the kind of uh, religions that existed at that time, and uh, how the idol worshipping started in the region of Arabian Peninsula or Jazeera al-Arab. Uh, as we know that uh, Arabian Peninsula is a place where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Ismail salam and Ibrahim salam. Uh, and uh, people of Mecca in general, prior to idol worshipping and after the time of uh, Ibrahim and Ismail uh, they were the, they were following the religion Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent through these messengers. And uh, they were on uh, the being of Islam, but a time came when one of the uh, one of the elite of the Mecca one of the scholars of the Mecca society and, uh, and the chief over there. He, uh, his name was Amr bin Luhay. And uh, he was, his, his words were taken uh, very seriously, whatever he, uh, he had to say. And he was considered as a scholar. And once he was, uh, he was visiting uh, Sham. And when he went to Sham, uh, over there he saw that people were worshipping idols. So prior to that, people in Mecca, they were not worshipping idols. So he saw them worshipping idols, and he liked it. The, one of the reasons that he liked it, as the Sira mentions, is uh, Sham was considered as the land of the messengers. Many of the messengers came to the land of uh, Sham, and uh, they looked at, looked at them as they have the knowledge about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted. Now, he liked it because of these kind of uh, 
idea he had in his mind, he brought one of the statues that they fell from the Sham, and the name was Hubal. And he brought it there, placed in Kaaba, and he showed the people to worship the, the Hubal. And uh, also mentioned that it is not that you are worshiping him directly. It is more of a something in the middle between the God and you. This is like a mediation. Now, <clears throat> because they had so much trust in Amr ibn Luhay that they took his word and they started worshiping the Hubal. And that started from one statue and then Lat, Uzza, Manat, and other many smaller gods were placed into the Kaaba and people were keeping some of the statues in their houses and they started worshipping. And whatever Amr was saying at the time, it was taken as is, as if he is the one who would be deciding what is halal and what is haram. Okay? Uh, and the, this ayah that I recited, there was another incident that happened uh, upon which Rasulullah was reciting uh, this ayah, which is in Surah Tawbah, ayah number 31. Uh, what happened was Islam was spreading and it reached to the, the, the place where Ali ibn Hakim, he was the, one of the chiefs of the tribe, of the tribe, and he was the son of Hakim Tari. It's a, he's a famous person for his generosity prior to Islam. So Ali ibn Hakim, when he found Rasulullah have reached there, so he ran away. But his sister and some of his other members of the family, they were taken as the prisoners. And Rasulullah he, he freed his sister and he gave her a lot of gifts also actually. Now, his sister went back to Adi bin Hatim and she invited him towards Islam. Okay? But uh, he did not become a Muslim, but she invited him to come and meet Rasulullah So now, Ali came back to Medina, and Rasulullah he recited the, the ayah that says, اتخذوا أحبارهم ورهبانهم أرباب من دون الله ومسيح بن مريم وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا إلها واحدة لا إلها إلاه سبحانه عما يشركون The meaning of the ayah, and I have talked about this ayah in the past as well, but there is some incident that happened that triggered me that I had to talk about this again because this is, gives us a frame of reference to look at the things properly. Because this ayah is talking about that they have taken their ahbar and rahban as their rabb, as their lords. The one that you worship. Now, uh, uh, and besides that, uh, they also took uh, Masih ibn Maryam as uh, uh, the, the son of Allah ta'ala as a god. Now, Ahbar means rabbis, and uh, well, the word Rahban means monks. Okay, so rabbis are from the Christian, and Rahban are normally from the Christians. Uh, sorry, Ahbar, rabbis are from the Jews, and Rahban are from the Christians, which are monks. Uh, and in, in, in the Quran itself, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the scholars of the Christian, the word used is Qasisun. Not the Ruhban. Ruhban is more for the worshippers. So Allah is talking about that they have taken the scholars and the worshippers as the Rabb. Upon hearing this ayah, Ali ibn Hatim, 
who came to greet Rasulullah and who had a cross hanging around his neck. Because during the Jahiliyyah, he went from idol worshipping to Christianity. And now he ran away and he came back to Rasulullah and when he heard this, he told Rasulullah that we did not make them as our rabs, our bads, or gods, or lords. So Rasulullah questioned him and he said, did you accept whatever they made it halal as halal and whatever they made it haram as haram? Upon which he said, yes. So Rasulullah said, that's what it means by making them as your rub. This is what it means by you're making them as a god or a lord. Because this criteria, this, 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 this power of halal and haram only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even when we go, to the scholars to ask them a hukum shari about any issue, about anything. We're not asking for what their mind tells them what is halal and haram. Rather, we go to a scholar to ask them what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about a specific issue that we are questioning about. Because they have the knowledge of the Quran and Sunnah, and from that they can tell what is halal and what is haram. So as a Muslim, we understand this criterion of halal and haram is from Allah Azza wa Jal and it's not from the man. So this is why it's considered as haram. Now, why am I bringing this issue again today in this khutbah? Because there are certain things that came across and that really bothered me and I'd like to share with you because these things are, uh, are it seems like we are trying to Islamize certain things or trying to make something which is haram by Allah Azza wa Jal, which are very clear haram, so our hearts will be content because, oh, some shuyukh said certain things. That doesn't make a halal haram or haram halal. We know that. Okay? And this is why we should question this. Just because we have been listening to a scholar for a long period of time, that should not be enough for us to, say, to take any word that comes out of his mouth. It has to be checked back with what Allah wants from us. Because at the end of the day, whether it's us or whether the scholars, they are account- we are all accountable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the day of judgment, he will not be the one who will be there to save us. And we will not be there to save him. So things like, for example, now today, uh, uh, so-called the Valentine's Day have been celebrated. And now it has been creeping into many of the Muslim lands as well. And uh, many of them trying to halalize this thing somehow. And now saying, instead of saying a Valentine Day, one of the memes I got, they are celebrating as, as a Yom Hayat, the day of modesty. Because they're calling for immodesty, so we're going to call for modesty. We're going to talk about the love in Islam for the men and the women. The question should be coming to our mind is, why do I have to even celebrate this? I'm not even going to go into the whole detail of who Saint Valentine was and what he did. Forget about even all those things. The thing is, why do I have to even think about celebrating these kind of holidays? And wishing things just because everybody else around me is talking about it, so I have to talk about it. Let me, let me make it Islamize. Make it Islamize this thing, and I'm going to solve it. No, I'm talking about Islamic love. And the khutbah should be about the love from now on. Like no different than on Thanksgiving, the khutbah sometimes becomes the khutbah about thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or on the Mother's Day, the khutbah becomes the rights of the mother. Or the Father's Day becomes the rights of the father. Or on the 4th of July, it becomes, what does Islam say about freedom? 
or 15th of January becomes what Islam says about civil rights. The question should be, we are Muslim. We don't need to align ourselves for everything that is happening or that has been shown to us by the kuffar. We have our own deen. We have our own way of life given by the supreme being, Allah Azza wa Jal, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who knows everything, the one who knows this creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, human being, what is good for them, what is bad for them in the absolute term. There are people, there are scholars who have said things like for homosexuality today as, oh, I am morally things haram, but politically it's halal. Since when, for us, morality and, and, and politics come from two different places? As a Muslim, we know that all comes from Allah Azza wa Jal. Since when we say that zina is a halal if it is politically is halal because two consenting adults are doing it, but morally I think it's haram. As a Muslim, we understand that whether it's morality, whether it's politics, whether it's economy, whether it's social system, whatever it is, every aspect of our life is covered by Allah Azza wa Jal. And we have to go back to Allah and find out what Allah wants from us for every action that we are undertaking. Just because a scholar is saying something that cannot be sufficient for us. Because on the day of judgment, we can be asked according to this ayah, did we take them as our Rabb? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they have taken their scholars and their monks as Arabah, as the Lord, as the God. And if we start following the same footsteps, this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned many, many stories of Bani Israel. Because the Muslim Ummah will follow the footsteps of the Bani Israel as the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that. That says that my Ummah will follow the previous nations foot by foot and inch by inch, and if they enter into lizard holes, they will enter in them. And Sahaba asked, Ya Rasulullah, do you mean Yahud or Nasara? And Rasulullah saw some response was, who else? And this is what exactly is happening for us now. All those things that the Bani Israel is coming up with a strange kind of a thing, we are trying to follow and follow the same footstep. Just putting the word Islam in front of it does not make Islam. So the purpose of my khutbah today, inshallah, is to remind ourselves the question, it's for our own sake. So on the day of judgment, we can, be, we can face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this, that we had the hujjah for actions that we were undertaking. We had the proof from the Quran and Sunnah. It's not the shaykh I was following because he will not be the one who will be on the day of judgment, will be able to protect us. He will be, he will be worried about his own skin. The day that everybody will be doing nafsi, nafsi, will be trying to protect himself only. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all from this and give us the correct understanding of the Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.